It's this beer can. It's bigger. <laughs> that's, that's why uh, I only wear. That's why I don't wear um, shorts ever because <laughs> of my giant urethra. Of the the reverse uh, Hank Hill. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. So what's up? Oh, we're actually going now. I don't know. Do you want? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Crash House Street, small mini edition. Mini podcast. Jamie Z. Lucessa. Um, we're back in surging COVID times. Yep. Shit's starting to slowly close down. Yeah. Montgomery County schools, public, are closing down the 23rd to December 6th. I heard. Mm-hmm. So Victor just went back for like Thursday, a week Friday, yeah. goes back next week, and then he's done till December. It's like. 6th. A- like Donald Trump like launched a COVID missile. It's like Mwah. So what else happened? Oh yeah, we hopefully have a new president. Yeah. Who was elected? Mm-hmm. But we're still not sure. Did you hear what Pompeo said? No. So he's the Secretary of Defense or whatever. Yeah. He said, "Oh, we're going to um, translate nicely and peacefully into a second Trump term." Oh, really? <laughs> And that's your secretary. That's uh, a little scary. Mm. Uh, sadly, none of these concerns are my concerns for one reason and one reason only. What's Jamie. that? Kidney stone. Oh, your kidney got stoned? He was like, yeah, man. I I'm going to get my nephrons all fucked yeah. up. Oh, my, my eyelids are langer hunt. all gacked out, yo. Oh, man, I'm going to ride this loop Henley, whatever it's called. Uh, the, I can't remember. I thought it was like Lupa Henley or something. There's there or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, on uh, Halloween, the very Halloween when we dress up as ghouls and ghosts and spooky goblins, I was visited by a ghost <laughs> of my own where I was sitting in my place of residence eating a hard-boiled egg, Ooh. as I am wont to do. Not anymore, though. Okay. I'm scared of eggs now, since this is mm. it. And the second I finished eating this hard-boiled egg, I was struck with a... A gruesome pain in my right side. Mm. And where you liked, it was like, trick or treat, trick. <laughs> I was like, oh, so close to fucking November 1st. This is where I go. <laughs> Other than that, I went to an urgent care. They were like, you probably have a kidney stone. A week later, confirmed. And, well, actually confirmed before that because I did pass something. But it's it because there isn't even really a good story except for this one. <laughs> for those of you who... Don't have a kidney stone. I've never had a kidney stone. I've never had one. That's me knocking on wood. (laughs) (laughs) That's me knocking on my giant urethra. (laughs) Bang, bang, bang. A big part of this whole activity is you pee through a strainer or optionally you pee into a jug and then you strain your pee afterwards. Because I'm drinking water like it is my job, like Mm -hmm. I get paid cash money, to drink water, to get two bass amounts of water, I'm peeing fairly often. And... You pee fairly often in general. Did Not like this, though, but it's like crazy. So, what I'm doing now, what I never did before, is I, I'm waking up very consistently at night. I wake up at midnight, and I wake up at three. And I, I make peas both times. Uh-huh. Now, the problem is, someone in my house has the predatory senses and a desire to be in my bedroom... That make go sneaking into my bathroom uh, to urinate uh, somewhat difficult. Oh. 
Okay. Basically, in my house, the bedroom is attached to the bathroom and both open up to the main room. I live in sort of a studio. It's like a one bedroom, but it's like, I mean, it's a very small one bedroom. Anyway, so to alleviate this, I usually take, I'm usually able to sneak out and take one silent pee. But my second pee, my third pee. It doesn't make a sound. Doesn't make it makes a little like dribble. It sounds like gentle rain. It's like a white noise machine, and sometimes I fall asleep to my own urinations. Mm. The second pee, which is the more problematic pee, I, I take it a jug. Mm. And a couple nights ago, I get up to make my three p.m. pee, get my jug, start peeing, and after about five seconds, realizing I'm not peeing in the jug, I'm just pissing on my floor. <laughs> so I was. Quite the fool. That happens. I was pissed. Um, <laughs> and then I had to go clean it up. And then uh, the cat came in. And just to do a little experiment, I was like, it's 3 p.m. Maybe if I go to sleep, she'll go to sleep with me. No. She uh, wanted to eat. So she began aggressively meowing in my ear and pawing at me. Mm. And I was like, kitty, you know how close you are to just being like a dumpster cat? <laughs> Anyway, so that sort of occupied a lot of my things. I missed out on the big uh, demonstration in Valley Forge Park. Yeah, that was interesting. I took part in that without even knowing. Oh, really? I was like, it's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Lou and I were at Valley Forge Park not that yes, long ago. Yes, we were ago. the day before. Let's go see how busy it is. Mm-hmm. So I take the family out and mm-hmm. I see a Trump car with flags a-flowing and I thought it was just normal. Mm-hmm. And then another one goes by, yeah. and then another one. It took us like an hour to get out of the park. They end up, I saw a Confederate flag, at least one. I, I confirmed Math- one. I don't know if there was any more. I think Matthew one. saw a couple. Um, and they went and parked in front of the arch. That's what I heard, yeah. It was a little nuts. The other thing that was weird, and now it, it, it's a little after um, Veterans Day right now, in front of the church mm-hmm. in Valley Forge, someone was doing like maneuvers, like either a militia or it was something for Val- for uh, Veterans Day. Yeah. Now it might have been like some, as I said, but there were guns. Uh, were these guns <laughs> muskets? No. no. So I have no idea what was going on. Like, and they probably were on. I all I did was see. It could have even mm-hmm. been a replica or something. Mm. But I was like, this is like fucking getting crazy. So when we drove by the arch. Everyone's just like, all these like Trumpers are just screaming and like people are yelling like, fuck you to these people. And some people are honking. And like, I really thought that there was going to be like a shooting or a fight because it was just, the park was insane anyway. Now on top, you have people blocking for this Trump rally. It was just nuts and somewhat Mm. disturbing. I don't know. No, I had... um, And people can go and protest already. Like, I don't care. Like, that's their right and stuff. It was just... It was just bizarre. I can imagine. Like I said, I missed it. I was in the. That's when I was at the emergency room. Um, but I got a couple people gave me reports. Years ago, when I was in London, I was just kind of walking around, mm-hmm. and there was it was a Turkish group, and they were doing a demonstration. And after a couple of minutes, I started to get a little you get nervous because it's like, wow, this is a uh, a lot more intense. Yeah, and it's becoming more and more intense by the second. Maybe I'll just take. The tube, the Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of those things where you're like, wow, there's a lot of people. Like, someone could, like, some guy, someone was, like, giving him the finger, and the guy, like, just came right up to the car and was like, 
four more years. I don't know. It was just insane, and it made me very nervous. It's not so. I think things are calming down. It has calmed down, but I, I guess I don't know. I tr- they didn't have the million MAGA march. Did no, I know. A million people didn't show up, yeah. but there's people. There's definitely a lot of people there. It's just very unnerving, mm. in my opinion. But it is. It's not actually. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be when I was. You know, we were all stocking up on food just in case yeah. the helter skelter popped off. <laughs> The whole it, it, things are going very awry in this country. Of this whole thing going on, you've massive COVID, just getting worse from March. Mm-hmm. I think it's at the highest it's ever been right now. Then you have a bunch of these demonstrations that a lot of them aren't wearing masks. Even when Biden won, a mm-hmm. lot of people weren't wearing masks. It's just been it's just been kind of crazy. But yeah. I, I'm very happy that Joe Biden won. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, sweating that one out too a little bit. And now you have like. There's going to be some more lockdown type stuff. So like mm-hmm. mental health is, is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I work in a, uh, an exempt industry. So <laughs> sadly, or not sadly, didn't really affect me at all last time. It probably won't affect me this time. No, well, it's affecting my school. Like we went yeah. uh, to campus and we got an email being like you guys have monday and tuesday then we're strictly going virtual ah. so we're not allowed on campus anymore hmm. so and we were supposed to be doing like uh iv type stuff yeah but you know it's our first semester hopefully uh we actually get to work on a human being mm. in like yeah by the end of the program mm. but uh it is what it is hmm. is what it is yes maybe we uh we switch into music gear mm. so this if Jamie, if Jamie obeyed the rules, this should be a little different and that we're doing one album each. That's what I did. All right. Me too. Why'd you say if I, what do you think I did? I don't, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, that's I what have... people do sometimes, not you specifically. Where It's like whenever we do a topic, mm-hmm. we'd be like, name one this. And yeah. you'd be like, well, I have eight. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I only did one. I only had time for one. I've just been very, very I busy. did too. Yeah. This is a bit of a rush job. I want to do something. One that I could edit down pretty quick. Yeah. And two because again, kidney stone. It happened. I didn't honestly didn't know how I was gonna feel. I feel all right. Yeah. For the mo. So um, do you want to just jump into this? Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what you chose. I don't know what you chose. I chose nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. The Great Dismal, which came out on. The day of your kidneys. Actually, I think it was um, October 30th on Relapse Records. And nothing is from Philly. Yep. And we have talked about nothing a bunch before. And this is their fourth album. And they've been a band since 2010. This is their 10th year. They describe this album as exploring isolation, extinction, and human behavior in the face of 2020's vast wasteland mm. and i'm sure if you don't know anything about nothing um they're shoegaze they're alternative they're kind of they're more grungy now i would say and uh indie rock i've i've been listening to this album a bunch the first time i listened to it i was boxing yeah and i don't think ever put on a new album when you're working out you're doing some type of cardio i don't like to you just can't I don't get know in, what you're gonna get yeah, yeah you just can't get into albums so i was like eh, it's all right mm-hmm. so i've been listening to it more and I really, really like it. It starts out with the longest song on the record called A Fabricated Life. It's kind of like this sad, morose, undertone, just dread. But it's like a, if you know what nothing sounds like, you're getting this. It's a classic nothing album, yeah. the cl- classic sound. And it's, uh, as I said, it just gives you like this, oh, mm-hmm. life is awesome. Mm-hmm. Not. 
Next was the single that I believe I uh, reviewed a few episodes ago. And it's very... I literally like the drum work. I'm not going to talk more about it. It's, I get it for Nagy. No, I was just saying in general. It's one of my, my favorite songs on the album. It's a little different. It's a little more upbeat. It's very dreamy, but fuller sound. Um, I really like the drum work. The guitars are really cool in it. April, ha ha. Which I did, uh, that's a really good song, one of my favorite songs on the album. It has this very like grungy Nirvana feel to it. They have mm -hmm. a breakdown towards the end of the song that reminds me of um, Radiohead a little bit. Um, and apparently that was about like lockdown and COVID. Oh, right. And uh, one of the lyrics is like, uh, it's funny to watch people try to outrun the rain. Like yeah. you're saying how COVID is going to get you is pretty good. And I guess that's why it's April, ha ha. Ah. Catch a fade. That's probably my second favorite song on the album. It's very catchy, and there's one line that says, Feed me grapes. <laughs> that I, I don't know. Feed me. I feel like you should be on a cheese lounge being like, Feed me grapes. But uh, it's a cool song. My favorite song on the album is Bernie Sanders. It's just a really cool song. Um, it has this nice little buildup. I really like his vocal delivery. It's more like dream pop, but it, there's just something catchy about it. Um, I'm not going to go through every song. It, uh, just a story, uh, second to last song. It has like a really cool like drum and guitar work, very shoegaze. And the last song is Ask the Rush. Or sorry, Ask Ask the Rust. And it kinda ends like you're accepting. <laughs> like almost like there's a small light at the end of the, mm -hmm. the tunnel, but there is like the line that everything decays, but like there's mm -hmm. just like completes doesn't complete the circle, but there's just like an ending to it. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's like a glimmer of hope. Mm -hmm. It just has like, a, I don't know, just comparing the first and last song. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I really need to read the lyrics. I really like mm -hmm. his lyrics. Most um, nothing albums are kind of like you're defeated, you're scarred, and the mm -hmm. world's going to shit. But as I said, like this is the same way, but there's like a little glimmer of hope at the end. I like every song on this album. There's something different in every song. Mm -hmm. Like the, It's just like the, the way the drums are. The drum work's really fantastic. Some of the songs, it just like kind of puts the spotlight mm -hmm. on that. Sometimes the guitar work. It's just really cool instrumentally, and um, Dom's vocals are awesome. Like he always has just like this, I don't want to say monotone, but like this... Like, like something you're going to hear, like you're about to pass out, and it's like, everything's going to be... It's like yeah. this gentle, soothing, but eerie <laughs> voice. But I, I really like it. I think it's a really good album. If you are a nothing fan, I think mm. um, you will definitely enjoy this album. Mm. It is good shit. And their last album out that we... That, you know, what... Uh, how long ago do you think the last album was out? Like a year ago? 2018. Oh, really? Oh, Yeah, wow. so it's been two years. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with this release. I'm, I, would, I would love to see them live again. But yeah, someday. Someday. Maybe. So that's nothing. The Great Dismal. Mm. What you got? The Juice is on the Loose. Ooh. Once again, Juicifer. Cool. Nazim. So this came out November 18th. This is off their own label, Nomadic Fortress. It came out in the future? November 8th, sorry, 18th, yes, uh, that's how good I am. So, this is their 8th album, Okay. but they have like, they've been around since 1994, they have like 6 EPs out, I think their first LP was Calling All Cars in the Vegas Strip, which was out in 98, Okay. maybe, Damn. and Jucifer's a two-piece, it's... Uh, how old are they? They're pretty old, I think... Um, are they like our age, or are they a little... They gotta be older at this point, right? You gotta think if they were like twenty year old kids, like nineteen ninety eight, maybe it'd be like mid forty. So, Sorry. So yeah, yeah. Jucifer is it's a two piece. It's Gazelle, Amber Valentine, 
and Edgar Livingood. They're a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And their whole shtick is they just torque, well, maybe not now. Yeah. They just drive around in an RV and they just tour constantly and uh, record wherever they record. Uh, they were on Relapse for a while. Yeah. Alt Tentacles helped them with some of their vinyl releases. They started their own label, Nomadic Fortress. And I guess there's a weird division uh, on Bandcamp as to what is the Relapse records as opposed to the Nomadic Fortress records. Hmm. Go figure. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. Anyway, Juicifer started out as a sludge metal band. And their live performances are supposedly reminiscent of that. You can hear a lot of that doom metal in a lot of their stuff, even the stuff that's not necessarily metal. Okay. And their other hallmark is they're very experimental in their recorded albums. They did a double concept album all about the French Revolution. It has about every style of singing and performance there is mm-hmm. to be had. They did one that's about the siege of Stalingrad called, uh, it's in the titles in Cyrillic. Oh, okay. There is no land for us beyond the Volga. Mm. And that's a pretty heavy one. Sometimes they'll do Americana. Like they have this, uh, it's essentially <coughs> a a banjo love song called Armageddon that's actually really sad, but it's really huh. nice. But then you got this one, okay. which is probably, it might be the, it's, I would say the most different thing I've ever reviewed on this podcast. Hmm. So yeah, it's definitely the most different Jusifer album. So again, it's called Nazim. Nazim is a sub-genre of Urdu poetry. Okay. Where, just look it up on Wikipedia. Nazim is about, you'll pick a specific theme and just write about your feelings about a theme, like like motherhood or okay, whatever. So, first off, all the songs, I believe there are something like 19 songs. All sung in Arabic. Hmm. The lyrics. When you hit lyrics on Bandcamp, all in Arabic. <laughs> um, I did use Google Translate for some to figure out. Uh, Amber actually apologized. She's like, I'm going to apologize if I mispronounce a lot of these words. I didn't learn to you know, speak from a native speaker. And if I, if I waited until I spoke Arabic perfectly, I would never be able to record this album. It would be a thousand years from now. Nazim is very influenced. Middle Eastern pop. Psych. Okay. So things like, I imagine in 08, people would imagine coming out of the Obama White House. <laughs> Almost Bollywood at times. A lot of like, you know, Middle Eastern uh, instrumentation. It is very much a love letter to to India and the Middle East and Southeast Asia. That's cool. So. Different. Very different. It opens with Return, which is the most quote-unquote Typical, and by typical, I mean most representative of traditional music in this vein. Okay. Because at first, at first listen, all the songs do sound like very traditional. Uh, when you listen to them a second time, you see a lot of the differences. You see where, like, Jusifer, like, a lot of these songs have a really heavy vibe. It sounds less and less like traditional uh, Middle Eastern music. MENA is the anagram, which is Middle Eastern North African. If I were to compare it to an album recently... It's very reminiscent of uh, Ghosts by Nine Inch Nails. Very layered sound, uh, very experimental, no piano. It's a lot less atonal than Ghosts is. Hmm. And of course it has vocals. So a couple of the highlights are, well, Return, which is very good. Um, Pulverization has this very heavy metallic percussive sound. And that's like 
I should have written it down, wrote it down just to give you an idea what the lyrics are. But it's it's like stones in the ocean pulverize into dust, and the dust flows. You know, and it's very it's almost haikuish. Okay. Except there's no real form. There's no real rules to Nazine. Water Woman is very um, I can't read what it said. Uh, very reminiscent of Ghostine, the Nick Cave album about dead kid. This is not the best review. The World is a Sword is very intense. And finally, the closing song, To the Last, is also very intense. It's sort of berating those who have failed us in the government. Huh. So you have failed your mothers. You've brought shame to your mothers. Like, it's probably not fair to call it psychedelic because it's obviously like those themes and that instrumentation are borrowed by psych to give it that surreal feel. But it comes across as very trippy. I actually looked... They don't have a vinyl release for this. But this is one of the things I would consider buying a vinyl just because it's so different. It's something you kind of put on the background. Yeah, I'd like to check it out, to be honest. Yeah, it's different. Nazim, and like, you know, there's a lot of debate as to what this means for Jucifer, whether they're just going to embark on another stage of just doing this kind of music or they're going to go back to one of their earlier genres. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, Jucifer. I think I made check. Was it on Bandcamp? Yeah. Find it? Cool. Yes. Cool Modi. Mm-hmm. I don't have another band or anything. But uh, I was on Instagram and this band popped up mm-hmm. and it had one of the coolest names. Mm. They are from Belgium, mm. from Liege, I think, or something. Mm. Liege, Belgium. And their name is Cocaine Piss. Ooh, nice. <laughs> um, it was out like last year called Passionate and Tragic. And you will really like this band, mm-hmm. I think. They're like a garage, like lo-fi punk girl band just singing. Oh. Songs yeah, <laughs> I, that are that are quite simple. I, I think it's up your alley. So I would I would maybe listen to that. Hmm. So I was listening to them. Have you? What else have you been listening to? A lot of old stuff. No bro. Um, no bro is awesome. I really got back into that Gabriella Co- Gabriella Cohen. Oh, okay, album. yeah. Um, stuff here and there. I mean, nothing specifically new. It's one of the reasons why we went to do why well, I went to do a short one. Yeah. I've been listening to Pears a lot again. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a dream. I had a dream about Zach Quinn that I yeah. was dating. I don't know. We weren't dating. Mm-hmm. We were friends or something. And we were driving and we went through like a toll booth and I like thought I had an easy pass and I didn't. And then like we, um, I got in trouble for that. And then yeah. we found out that like Zach was wanted and he was like getting arrested. This oh. was my, that was how fun that oh, dream wow, was. Oh, wow. That's nice. Woo! So I've been listening to a lot of pairs. Um, Mark's putting on this like dark wave kick, so he's been listening to a lot of like that type of music, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Um, Victor likes his computer music. Yeah. His uh, yeah. He's been really into Sonic still. That's really about it, like music wise. I've been listening to oh, oh War Against um, War on Women. Oh yeah, a new one. I've they do have a new album. I listened to it, but it was the same thing. I was I listened to nothing in War on Women because mm-hmm. that was, was going to be my next two to review. So I listened to him while I was boxing, mm-hmm. and I just like I just couldn't get into either album because you just don't know like mm-hmm. you want to be more pumped up. Yeah, I gotta listen to something I know or at least have heard a couple of times. But what I listened, what I heard was pretty good. It was still it was along the lines of their last album, um, mm-hmm. Capture the Flag. Um, Might have been a little more mellowy, uh, but um, I I was working out, so I couldn't yeah. tell you exactly. But uh, I'd probably review that next time. Oh, nice. Um, the other thing I, I was listening to was. This goes way back to one of our early podcasts. Lauren Gibson, Empire Builder, which I found mm. on vinyl a really? couple weeks ago. Did you watch Mandalorian yet? 
No, not yet. I know which they're all out, and then I'm gonna re-up Disney Plus. Yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't watched shit. Um, I've watched Grey's Anatomy had their series. Uh, oh, was there some opener. sort of like bombshell that dropped? Yeah, in? um, I didn't. I, there was two hours. I didn't watch all of it. I, Mar- I had Mark tell me because I'm like, I don't care. Like Patrick Dempsey shows up. So dreamy. Yeah, who's been dead for like you know five oh, seasons or so? Is he like a zombie? Is it like no? He's like on a beach. But the first hour I watched, it was okay. It was good. It's like a lot about COVID and like Meredith is like it's like the beginning phases of and there it's in Seattle and uh, Seattle was like the like ground zero for for COVID yeah. for a while and I guess she's just like calling a lot of people dead and I think it's like getting to her mm-hmm. and like her boyfriend kind of just went nuts and st- so anyway I don't know where the second hour is gonna take us but apparently she like starts Patrick Dempsey and apparently he signed on for like some episodes oh wow so. I don't know how long Grace is going to last. I've heard up to three seasons. It's pretty much as long as uh, Ellen Pompeo wants mm-hmm. to do it. But they're going to have to start wrapping it up. At one, like like a bomb. Like that wasn't that big of a bombshell. Like he's he's dead. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how he would have came back. Is it um, like, like when Brendan Fraser is on you know, one Scrubs. episode of Scrubs, it's actually very depressing. Izzy, the character of Izzy, she started seeing her. She got cancer, and mm-hmm. one of it, the symptoms or whatever is she started like those like hallucinations yeah. and she started seeing her dead like husband Denny Duquette so I'm like oh are they doing something like that are they doing something like she's going crazy and she's just mm-hmm. kind of like seeing Derek mm. um I always had this awesome theory I'm kind of a Grey's Anatomy person a gray head <laughs> people are like shut click mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the earlier seasons like season three or four or something Meredith knocked off into the water until into the like off a dock and more yeah. or less dies. Okay, right. and they bring her back to life. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, and I I went back and rewatched all like it again to watch specifically mm-hmm. this episode. Because I almost feel like it's like a planter where if they ever wanted to go back, they could always be like, oh well, she died there, and this was all in her. Like this is yeah. all just <laughs> made so, up, kind mm-hmm. of. There's that, or um. There's also a big thing where her mom had Alzheimer's and stuff, so maybe they're, like, going that oh. way. I don't know. Um, <coughs> well, before we go, yeah. Mark and I were talking. This is more about TV. Can mm-hmm. you think, and then I'm going to grab another beer, can you think of a series finale that you were genuinely happy about? Give me a second to think of. And so uh, Mark and I were thinking of this, and mm-hmm. most of them, like, the, the, the hardest to find one that you liked is a sci-fi or type of yeah. show. So just think that. I'm going to... I don't know. Right. Do, 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 do. All oh, Alex Trebek. Yeah. I got that news when I was waiting in the waiting room. Yeah, I saw that pop up on my Facebook. I was like, man, that's it, Cooper. Think of any? I think I do, actually. All right. I mean, series in particular, and especially sci-fi series, is they go too long. Yeah. Um, well, well, here's an example for you. Okay. Battlestar Galactica, if they ended it with them just arriving at the Opera House and finding Earth bombed out, it would have been one of the most awesome fucking series finales ever. So, uh, uh, Battlestar what did come up, and I said, looking back, it was done well. It was mm-hmm. done probably one of the better ones, looking back, like because Starbuck is in... Um, Mandalorian, just to let you know, uh, she be, I'm not ruining anything. Yeah. There was, yeah, definitely stuff that was stupid, like the final Cylon. Mm-hmm. It was like it was kind of like a big letdown. There was definitely some letdowns, like freaking Starbucks wig and. A, <laughs> do you remember when they found her ship and it was just like her? Oh hair, yeah, it was her like her hair bad... was still intact. 
And they're like, oh, it's her. It's got it blonde was, hair. It was like something you'd see on Married with Children. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all, I thought ultimately Battlestar was a really good mm. uh, series finale. And how many seasons does that go? Five? I think five or six. Is it weird that where Starbuck, well, Katie Sackhoff had thyroid cancer? Yeah. I didn't think she was coming back, but she did. X-Files? I thought, like, there's a lot of crap. I don't even remember. But then they brought it back, and if it ends on how it ended... Did you watch any of the new seasons? I really liked it. It was yeah. really good, and they, they I thought it was fine if they mm-hmm. ended it that way. It's really hard to end it, especially when time travel's involved yeah. or something. Like, you just can't... But right. mo- most... Go ahead. Here's my one, and it has... It's a sci-fi series. Okay. And it has time travel in it. Okay. Legion. I can't really reveal it, but I... I think that was a satisfying ending. I'm trying to think. I feel like... Take this song to my lover. Take two. Yeah, the computer had a conniption there just now. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Legion, right? You're talking? So Legion uh, was a satisfying ending. One that wasn't quite a satisfying ending, but was okay, I, I just thought of. Shit's Creek. I didn't see any of them. Shit's Creek is pretty good. They kind of go out of their way. They go out of their way in the last episode, or the last like, run of episodes, to give everyone a happy ending. Um, and it's... Well, I think it's very easy for comedies... Yeah. To have, like, a, a good ending. Um, like, MASH is always one of the, supposed to be one of the best, like, series finales. I think so. Bash with MASH, Might yeah. be the best. Like, I'd like to add Fab, like, when it first ended was kind mm-hmm. of funny. Like, in the 90s, I guess it would be, or 2000. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's a lot easier to end a, a comedy than, like, so. Then we were talking about Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones is just... So we were talking about that, and, like, Mark and I were, like, it's been since... Mm-hmm. It aired was the last time I saw it, and Mark, I, I was saying like, cause like the whole breaking the wheel thing, and I'm like, no, but nothing happened. It was like the same people. They laughed at democracy mm-hmm. when Sam was like, we should let the people vote, and they just laughed. I'm like, nothing really even changed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, altogether that series was really good. Mm-hmm. Just the last season was. I mean, it could have been worse. You know. Yeah. It's just funny, though, because in that series, like, I hated Sam for the longest time, and they mm-hmm. made me like him at the end. Sansa, I, like, hated, and then towards the end, yeah. I was like, no, nah, she's actually mm-hmm. a good character. And But Daenerys, you know, fucks Jon Snow and loses her mind, that's more or less. That's how dick is. He got <laughs> I was a... like, dude, that's, like, so out of character for her. She got, like, raped a billion times with, like, Drago or whatever, and then, like, kind of learned how to just work to men. Love. Yes. And I'd be like, like a little power thing is going to make her go crazy. I don't know. So I, I don't, I would argue like. She was just badly, it was very rushed written. I would have been okay well, if they would have slowly well, this progressed. Well, this is sort of the problem. And this is largely one of the problems Lost had. Yes. Was they committed to ending in a certain frame. Yeah. Lost especially was like, we're going to do six seasons and we're done. So as you approach that last season, they. Just rush it. Kind you of. rush it and it lost. People ultimately became more interested in what the island was about than what the show was about. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark and I were talking about that too. Like, Lost kind of ruined, like, TV shows because everything has a meaning now. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, they did that for that. And, like, you look 
sometimes too far into just like series and stuff. Um, another series I thought was pretty decent ending was Fringe. I thought Fringe was okay. Like it got a little messy at the end because it's just too much time travel. I think mm -hmm. going on, but I think ultimately it was a good, really yeah. good sh uh, show. Yeah. Did you? I, I'm trying to think. I it's just, huh? I don't even remember how Next Generation ended. That was interesting. It was uh, a flashlight going in. Well, that's going to be. I, I might do the sidecast where it's just the sex episodes of Star Trek TNG, because um, there's more than one. It's going to be by my Red Phaser Diaries. <laughs> That'd be great. It'd be Data instead of Blue the dog. It would be like his cat Spot. Like so, Spot. I have fully functioning parts. Yeah, I say the first one is when he fucked uh, Tashiar. They all had the drunk virus. When she's like. Look, I'm dressed kind of like a prostitute in my space robes. Are you... It's so horrible. I don't want to watch... Those early fucking episodes are they're so... They're bad. Weird. They're pretty bad. But she's like, are you fully functional? Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, I have a dick. <laughs> I have a human, a human dick. A human dick. I have three. It's interchangeable. Would you like a Ferengi dick? It was like uh, that. Uh, the box in uh, the Robert Pattinson. Oh, the sex box <laughs> in uh, Highlight. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to um, like Westworld. I really liked, um, but I don't know if that's done. I would. Hmm. I I don't know. Um, which a lot of people didn't like. Got it. It goes kind of in a bunch of different directions. Yeah. But I ultimately liked it. I want to watch um, the Kristen Bell. The Christian, the the like twenty minute that she's dead and she's. I don't to... know what this is actually. I don't know. The Kristen Bell. You you've watched it. It was the fourth season. I said it's on Netflix. It's like um. Oh, uh, the, good the Good Place. Good Place. Yeah. Sorry, I just don't think it's like a weird charade. <laughs> Kristen Bell. She's. I was like Veronica Mars. <laughs> I did see the season finale of the new Veronica Mars. I never watched Veronica. Me Mars neither. Either. Michael was watching it when I was working. And uh, I was like, ah. Oh. Kristen Bell doesn't bother me anymore. I used to hate her a well, lot. Well, because you're a cock eye? No, I just, for some reason, just did not like her. I don't mm. know why. She just really got on my nerves. Yeah. Like, when she was on Heroes, and I was like, eh, she's in Heroes, Veronica Mars. <laughs> I was like, fuck her. Remember with that movie with the evil cell phone? Um, there was a couple of them. Or is, this one is... Pulse or whatever? No, it's not Pulse. Pulse is a good movie. I rewatched that not too long ago. And the other, there's another movie called Pulse, incidentally, with Lawrence Fishburne. Mm. It's also a horror-ish movie. It's also very good. Mm. No, um, it's basically ghosts travel through the cell phones. Oh, I forgot. I know what you're talking they about. They end I don't up remember. going into a no-cell zone. It's like a weird... Yeah. Weren't they coming through the computer, too, maybe? I think. I don't remember. It's. I don't we saw know. it in the theater, too. Damn, yeah, I, I remember watching. I can't remember the name of it, because I saw the Japanese version as well, but mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't remember what the... English mm. version was. It's Kristen Bell, our greatest treasure. I like her. She doesn't bother me anymore. Mm. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Anyway. Oh, Ed Norton. Remember, I used to hate Ed Norton. Mm. Yeah, I like Ed Norton. I have no problem with him anymore. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this one up because this is supposed to be a short podcast. Yeah, 40 And minutes. we're approaching 40 minutes, so it's shorter. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back hopefully sooner rather than maybe later. Maybe around Thanksgiving. And we promise. We're not all dead. Something, a topic or something? Or yeah, maybe we'll do it live too. A live topic. Probably, probably happy endings to TV shows would have been a good topic. Yeah. Anyway, bye everybody. Bye. bye.